What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Flexibility is Freedom podcast. This is the November 2021 income report. I expect this should be a fairly quick episode. I'm going to cover some of my business results and also share with you some of the exciting things going on in my personal life. So first on to the business. As you can imagine, uh, with Black Friday and Cyber Monday giving a boost to November, I was able to achieve another milestone for the website. Uh, revenue clocked in just above $1,600 US, uh, which was a nice little surprise um, considering that I really didn't work on the website too much this month. Um, I started a day job back in October as an SEO analyst. And so I'm usually spending about eight or nine hours a day um, working on the day job and then maybe a couple of hours in the evening and on weekends sometimes uh, working on the website. So didn't get too much time to work on it. So I was quite surprised and uh, pleasantly surprised that uh, revenue came in a little bit higher than I expected, which was nice. Uh, In terms of the activities on the website, I'm just continuing to publish content. Uh, Most of the new content that comes out uh, is being written by my content writer. So she's been absolutely fantastic to work with. Um, More recently, I have also onboarded a virtual assistant. She's helping out with some of the web research. And I'm currently working with one graphic designer to hopefully create some more standardized images um, and improve my overall visibility on image platforms like Pinterest and Instagram. So that's something that I'm pretty excited about. Um, Aside from just kind of the business results, I think it's been just kind of humming along uh, quite nicely. There were no major SEO uh, impacts. There was no major algorithm change that impacted my website. So just continuing to rank for the keywords that I rank for. Um, I'd like to improve some of my rankings with uh, some better design, some better call to actions as well to improve conversion rates. Uh, But overall, you know, things are just kind of humming smoothly along, which is, again, part of the thesis that, you know, this is a good passive income asset. Um, So in addition to running the business, I spent a lot of last month as well as uh, October uh, conducting my real estate research and looking for a house. Really the main driver for me is when you look at uh, the macroeconomic environment at at our current um, point in time, especially in uh, North America and I think also in Europe to an extent, you see a lot of inflation headwinds coming in. You see a lot of um, you know, the, the, res- the result of our historically low interest rates is that we're having inflation pickup, we're having shortages, you know, some are pandemic related, of course, but, you know, we're seeing CPI come in, I think for Canada came in at 4%. Um, and so when we see inflation running so high like that, um, it's going to cause a lot of erosion in your personal purchasing power. And if you're working a day job for, for an employer, if you are a pensioner, uh, a retiree, if you are um, maybe just someone who is a, a low-income family, you rely a lot on uh, government assistance, you know, the, the power of that currency is going to decrease, right? The value of uh, either the work you put in or the value of your savings, you know, that's all going to be eroded by inflation. So that's a, I see that as a big risk for really everyone in, in our society, especially low income and pensioners. Um, and I think the one thing that is kind of feasible for your kind of average person, and, and I say feasible in a, you know, in so almost like a dramatic way because, you know, buying a house, it doesn't seem as feasible these days. Um, 
But, uh, you know, luckily, I think after many weeks of searching, I was able to find something that I could afford, uh, you know, really stretch out my budget. You know, it was a big reason why I decided to take on a daytime, uh, a day job to help um, complete a mortgage and, and acquire a mortgage for this property. But, um, you know, if you're listening and you're kind of in the same situation and, and you're thinking about buying a house, you know, my my main kind of thought process is that it is the best hedge against inflation. Um, you could buy gold, but you know, gold doesn't have a real yield. It doesn't produce income. Uh, you could buy crypto or, you know, other, you could buy stocks. You know, stocks don't necessarily underperform in inflationary environments, but you know, it, it's not, it, it's not somewhere where I would park my money myself, given where valuations are. Um, so I think buying a house, you know, it made sense for me personally. Um, and I think it makes a lot of financial sense. Um, I think the, the trade that you're trying to make is you're trying to borrow as much money as you can because the value of money is eroding. So it's a net benefit for borrowers and um, it, it's essentially you don't want to be lending people money. You don't want to be in a net saving position uh, because the value of your savings is eroding. Okay, so aside from that, um, you know, I was able to successfully uh, purchase a house just waiting to close uh, later in December. And my plan is to kind of rent out part of it, generate some cash flow. Um, I've actually found that real estate investing is a very interesting industry. Did a lot of research and, you know, sort of watching other people that have done it. I think it's a fantastic uh, and interesting industry. Still, I think my overall, um, you know, one of my initial feelings about real estate as a passive income source is that um, one, you are going to be very levered. Uh, you're going to need to take on a lot of debt in a historically low interest rate environment, which is on the one hand beneficial, but on the other hand, you know, you do put a lot of risk into one basket, if you will, which is in the um, sort of the risk of interest rates rising, because that is going to reduce your cash flow in the future. It could potentially put a lot of financial strain on you. Um, the other thing is, I think real estate as a passive income source is very difficult to generate, let's say a thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars of you know, free cash flow of extra cash flow from real estate because most of your cash flow on these properties, you are servicing debt, you're building equity, um, but it, it, they're not very cash flow generative, right? You're paying a lot of housing expenses, you're paying property taxes, insurance, uh, maintenance, you know, you know, if you have some big capital expenditure items, if you need to repair a roof, install a new furnace, if the tenant breaks a window, they have bed bugs you know all these are big capital expenditures that um, can really put you you know can really reduce your cash flow on a monthly and annual basis and so when I look at the real estate kind of game if you will you know from a passive income standpoint I don't feel that it's as attractive or perhaps the way I would phrase it is you know I, I don't think it's as easy to build a certain level of income because you would need to acquire multiple properties like the property that I'm um, about to close on, you know, if I'm lucky, I might make three or $400 of extra cash flow per month. You know, if I'm able to do it right, um, I'll live in it for a while, but you know, at market rents, that's how much cash flow I would get. So, um, you know, in order to make a thousand, 2000, you need to have three, if not five properties um, or more to actually generate that income. So that's an interesting little tidbit that I kind of picked up from doing some real estate research. Um, I do still like web assets. If you're, if cash flow generation is your main concern, I think real estate as a form of building equity is excellent because um, 
even if you are investing at a negative cash flow or a zero cash flow rate, um, you know, you're still paying down debt, you're still building equity. Uh, so long as, um, you know, your interest costs are not too high, your property and insurance costs are not, you know, sort of, you know, overwhelmingly uh, a major percentage of, of your rents, um, I think that could be quite interesting. So in terms of the passive income side, um, I think for next year, my plan is to build a second site. I'd like to see if I have some time to do that. Um, what I'm going to do for the second site is rely a lot more on freelancers, um, really create some of the content and the design, but rely a lot on content writers to do most of the job. And, and that's something I'm I'm hoping will work well next year. Be looking for some uh, more niche content writers for the uh, website that I want to create. It's probably going to be a pet website. Um, probably going to be about like hamsters or something. Um, you know, I do like that Chewy affiliate program if it's still available. It was a $20 CPA, uh, which was really incredible. But uh, I'll have to check if that's still even available. Um, but yeah, other than that, November results were really good. Um, Amazon came in stronger than I expected. Uh, usually, I, I almost write off Amazon to an extent because they are good. I mean, they're down to about a third of my income now. Um, they are stable, but on a monthly basis, they just don't perform particularly well on an EPC basis. Um, I've been able to transition a lot more to merchants that, um, you know, just essentially they pay a better commission and they do better when it comes to average cart size uh, and conversion rate. So, you know, that kind of really ticks the box for me in terms of working with a good partner. Um, I think in the future, I'm going to be a lot more targeted in terms of my keyword research, uh, making sure I build out uh, content that can serve my preferred merchants. Really, we're being an extension of their sales department at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, continuing to work well with the guys that I that I like and you know, hopefully diversify from Amazon a little bit further. I do like to keep Amazon around that, you know, 25 to 30% of revenue. I think that's a pretty comfortable range. I do expect that, uh, you know, it hasn't happened this year, but likely next year, if not the following year, um, I think they're gonna cut commission rates again, uh, at least trim them a little bit because you know, for example, luxury beauty at 10% commission rate, I don't think that's going to last. Uh, it's been nice. It's been nice for it's been a nice ride with that 10% commission, but uh, I really don't think that's going to last for too long. Um, but aside from that, I hope that uh, you have a great December, you have a very uh, joyful uh, Christmas or holiday. And uh, I'll speak to you in the new year.